Hey guys, what's going on? It's been a while. I know, I know. I apologize. Um, it's been a busy last two weeks. So I do apologize for that. Keeping me from doing the podcast and dropping this episode last week, but it's okay because we're getting two podcasts this week. We're getting one today and then one will be shooting out over the weekend to make up for last week. So we're getting close, man. We're getting damn close. Uh, less than 90 days out from the release of Addressing of Insecurities. You know, uh, the book is for the most part done as far as the writing process goes. There's a few loose ends that need to be tied up. But other than that, um, right now it's just the editing process of it. So yeah, I'm excited. We're getting closer. But today, today, because we're talking about today, we're not talking about November. Today, we are going to talk about the book that started it all, the thing that changed my life. We are going to talk about spoken, not words, how it all came to be, uh, the whole process, everything. So without further ado, let's jump into it, right? Spoken, not words was originally supposed to be an album. So in 2016, well, 2015-ish, because I believe that's around the same time I released my last album, Long Time Coming. If it wasn't, no, it was 2014. So in 2015, I had this idea for Spoken Not Words. Um, It was going to be a studio album. It was going to be vastly better and different than what I've ever recorded before. Um, from the quality to all original, uh, beats, uh, instrumentals, everything, the whole nine. Um, what wound up happening was obviously I took a break from writing for a few years. So when I took a break from writing, uh, it got put on the back burner. So it didn't come out in 2016 at all. Now we fast forward, uh, I want to say 2017, 2018 ish, or maybe even in 2016, one of those three years, um, one of my friends put out a book. He put out like an autobiography of his life, kind of, and me just reading that me looking at that and how he wrote it and how he self-published it, I got the idea of, man, I should do this. You know what I mean? So I started to slowly but surely get back in the gym, so to speak. Um, I was writing poetry every other day. I was flexing my muscles, trying to get back to where I was. So eventually I got comfortable to where my writing was and I was like, all right, I'm doing this. And then I made like a Facebook post about it saying, yo, um, this is why I've been out on a hiatus. I'm coming back. 
and you're getting a book for me this year finally everybody was happy everybody was hyped for it and it was cool it, it was a it was a moment of me really sitting down and like i'm gonna write a book because a book is something that i always wanted to do you know i didn't expect it to be a poetry book but um it worked out <laughs> it worked out so the poems for the book all of the poems in the book are not they were not created the year that the book went out because the book was released in 2018 and some of the poems in the book are 10 years old at that point there'll be 12 now but at that point it was like 10 years old i really wanted to take the best of all of my previous work and i wanted to write new stuff write it from new perspectives uh give my own soul uh give my own soul what it is now what it reflects now into the book so that was a whole process because i have a lot of fan favorite poems so it it I had to take some time to shift through things and figure out what I wanted to include in the book. Some of those poems are actually uh, the lyrics to some of my songs from my albums. Like I have Denouement of Sin. I have The Worst of Me on there. Those are from previous albums that I did. And then we have some like, uh, what has become like a, a cult classic, uh, amongst you guys is Sweet Suicide. And Sweet Suicide has been around for a while. Like, I, I don't know if it's one of those that was 10 years old, but it, it, it has to be reaching there now. Um, and then you have some poems. Like I said, like I had to write some new ones, uh, and they turned out really well. I really had to sit down and reflect and look myself in the mirror and ask myself tough questions. I had to really, you know, really dig deep into my life, my life choices, whether they're good, they were bad. And put it into the book. And I wanted to include that into the book. Just to be an example of. Nobody's perfect. We all have our. Imperfections. But that does not mean that we aren't valued. Or we're not valuable I should say. You know. That's one of the real things that I wanted to hit home. With spoken out words was that. These are all the words at one point that I was saying to myself, you know, but with the book, it was like, no, now we're putting it out. We are talking about the words and the thoughts that we have in our head and we're speaking out loud about it. That's why the book is called Spoken Not Words. Um, 
And yeah, like it was, uh, it was a long process. It was a hard process, but it helped in my writing. It helped in the quality of it. It helped me become a better storyteller because of it. It, it really turned out well, you know, and I think you guys liked it too, obviously, because here we are doing another one. Um, what was a big challenge for me was how they were all going to be put in the book. Because I was struggling with the idea of, hey, so do I just put poems everywhere randomly? Do I sort them out by category like love, love lost? Uh, you know, do I do the default thing and put it in the chapters? You know, and if you've seen the book, the book isn't that big. So chapters really wouldn't work. So I went with the idea of putting them for seasons. And if you pay attention to the book, like the fine details of like how they're all put in order, it's, it's cohesive. So we start off, first off, there's a story within the book. So it tells the story of these two people that are in a relationship, but they're at two different places. And there's no titles of the poem outside of them having dates. And the dates on the poems, um, they reflect the seasons. They reflect, you know, summer, spring, winter, fall. Well, fall and winter, I mean. And as you follow the story, along with the poems surrounding the story poems, you can start to see exactly the reasoning behind it and, and the actual feelings of it. Because you look at something like spring and you look at spring and you are just coming out of, you know, the cold winters right now. It may be a little bit cool outside, but it's more rain. Not exactly hot enough outside, but, you know, you're looking forward to the summer. So it's all about hope. It's all about having that optimism. And then we go to summer, excuse me, we go to summer and summer is summer. You, you guys know summer. Summer is, yo, vacations, uh, going out and partying, going out playing basketball, sports or whatever, like having a good time. You know what I mean? Enjoying the weather. And that's exactly what that is. Uh, but with that, it's preluding to the fall and summer is only two or three months, right? And so while summer is cool, summer is temporary. You don't have that weather all year round. Well, you might depend on where you live, but you know what I'm saying? Fall was that wake up call. Fall is that waking up one morning and you don't look at the weather. You just assume that it's going to be decent outside, right? Not too cold, 
not too hot, but it's going to be decent. And you get outside and there's this strong gust of wind and it's a chill. Like it's not unbearable, but it wasn't something that you were expecting, you know? Uh, and that's what the fall chapter of the book is. And then we get to winter where everything is cold, where everything is like, uh, I guess a little bit melancholy, I guess, uh, it's, it's depressing, it's cold, it's bitter, you know, and I tried to reflect the poems based off of the season. And I think I did a pretty good job with it. Uh, I don't know you guys all thought that way or thought it was a good way or even cared in the first place. But for me, like, I felt like that was pretty good. So once I did that, then came the actual hype of the album. I did some uh, advertisements for it. People were liking it and sharing um, the pre-order links. That was a thing like that was a real big thing for me, especially at that time, because I was tracking it um, on Amazon's like new bestseller, not bestseller, but a uh, new newest you know book coming out or whatnot and i'll reach pretty high i was in the top 50 at one point that to me was very telling it was telling of just how far this whole journey has been like up to that point like that was that was my high point. That was like, yo, all this hard work, all the late nights, all the the crying, all the frustrations, like all of that, it led to this. People actually want to read this. People are invested in little old me. You know what I mean? So that was something that I was really like happy about, like legitimately happy. Um it it was something that I didn't think that I would see. Because to be honest with you, I didn't think that the book would be that successful. I know people have asked for it. At that point, when I was making it, it was like, all right, but this is for all of those people that always said I should put out a book. So I put out a book. It wasn't, I had no idea that people were going to actually outside of family and friends were going to become invested in it. It took on a life of its own. You know, it was like, it's like watching your child, like go off to school or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that proud parent, uh, moment, you know, just seeing it do well on its own. So then we transition into the release. I, um, I remember the release well because I was working the night before the orders went live. Um, I went to a bar in Chicago called Cheesy's. Nobody else could make it to the bar with me that night so 
it was just me solo dolo and I literally was sitting there with a drink toasting myself just and it sounds depressing it, it's really not uh, it sounds that way but trust me like this, this isn't a sad moment at that moment a dream became a reality at that moment that's when you know seven or eight year old me dreaming about putting out a book like it became a reality and as soon as the orders went live maybe well i got some congratulatory i'm not even saying that word right people congratulated me on you know the release uh people were reading it people were telling me their uh, their exact feelings in the moment while they were reading it for the first time. So that was pretty cool. But the next day, man, the next day was literally heartwarming because I got so many people just coming out of everywhere, thanking me and giving their opinion and, and, and you know, critiques and like everything. And like, it meant the world to me. It meant the absolute world to me. It was a feeling like no other, you know, then, then came, I guess a bittersweet moment because then I had to truly understand the whole artist thing like I've been an artist for a while now but I really 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 had to understand exactly what my expectations should be so I had a lot more engagement and a lot more liking of tweets and posts and words of encouragement and everything else before the book came out, right? Because I know I just said that, you know, a lot of people were congratulating me. And, like, that's cool. Like, it's not me trying to be greedy or being ungrateful. But the amount of love that I received beforehand and after it came back is like night and day. And that was really odd to me because I had people that have been asking for it, but people that have been championing me since the get-go become crickets. You know what I mean? Like, I would just catch up with people and be like, yo, have you read the book yet? Like, what's your favorite part? Like, tell me, tell me, tell me. Because as an artist, you want feedback. And it doesn't even, at, at that point, it didn't even matter whether it was good or bad. Like, I just wanted to know your opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I worked hard for this. Like, I know that you knew that I was working on a book. And people are like, oh, it's out yet? Oh, I didn't know. Oh, well, can you tell me where to order it from or such, such, such? I'm just like, really? I mean, I've been talking about this thing nonstop for the past six months. Where have you been at? You know, um, just to see not the same 
support that you thought that you were going to get from people that say that they care about you and they love you, that's a different kind of pain. And that's something that I had to get over. And it took me some months to, to do that because I would see the same people who say they love and they care for me support other people, you know, share their things, buy their things outright. But it'll be crickets for me. You know what I mean? And what the even the like the most craziest thing was there were strangers or people that I didn't know or didn't talk to that much who supported me the most. Well, not the most, but more than some of the people, you know, that are closer to me. And like that was all a big, big lesson to be learned, you know, going forward with this whole thing is just to, you know, do it because I love to do it, do it because it's my passion, not to look for anybody's approval or, you know, interest in, in specific. That's a lesson that I had to learn. And it was a rough lesson to learn. Another lesson to learn was for me to be more open with my writing as far as ideas for the marketing and everything else, because for all of my projects outside of the albums, because somebody else had to actually sit down and edit it and engineer and all that other good stuff. I did most, if not all of the work on my own. Meaning the editing, uh, the proofreading, the bouncing ideas of what would work, what wouldn't work all for myself. And that's, and it's not to say that you can't do that, but for me, I learned to trust my inner circle more with my stuff. Just like I'm doing now, I'm doing, uh, addressing insecurities. It's going to be different because I'm not going to be the only chef in the kitchen. And I know that sounds like alarming, but all of the work is still mine and everything else. But it doesn't hurt to have another set of eyes to see some things that you just can't see or won't see. Because everybody has a different perspective and they can bring that perspective to you that will make the thing better. And that's what I learned after I, you know, released spoken out words because I had people come out and be like, yo, you could have did this, 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 this. And I'm like, damn, I didn't even think about that. Like I was so focused on doing it this way that I never thought there could be another way or multiple ways to do it, to create one great thing, you know, one great book. You know, so that was a, another thing that I had to learn, but all in all, I loved Every last moment of the release, the process, and everything of Spoken Not Words. Spoken Not Words is my first kid, man. It's my first one. Uh, it's still going strong. I still get people asking me about certain poems from it. It's still selling strange enough, um, which is good, which is good. I'm not complaining about that. It's just that, you know, I would have thought that as somebody that's not 
out here blowing up and popping, you know, I thought it would have died down, but it, it's, it's still doing this thing. And, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of you guys for supporting it, supporting this, supporting everything, man. Um, I really do. Like I said, this is the first podcast to drop this week. There will be another one next, not next week, uh, this weekend. Don't know what we're going to be talking about. We'll find something. Um, there's a plethora of things that I can pull from that we can talk about and have conversations about. So I'm not too worried about it, but, uh, yeah, I will see you guys in a couple of days. Stay safe out there. You know, it's, it's getting crazy and crazier, you know, wear your mask, go register to vote, all those good things. Yeah. And I wish y'all peace and happiness, man. Love.